You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. It's Thursday, February 22nd. I'm Zeke Robison. Today, how climate finance is targeting the wrong industries. Make sure to listen to the end to find out what other Wired podcasts you can check out today. To achieve net zero climate emissions by 2030, we have to increase the amount of capital investment in climate tech by 590%, says Daria Saharova, managing partner for VC World Fund, a European venture capital firm specializing in climate tech. While European funds, including the UK's, have 19.6 trillion euros or 21.1 trillion dollars under management and invested 19.6 billion dollars in 2022, that's not enough. We need to invest at least 1 trillion euros every year. The good news? Europe is leading the world in patent applications for climate technology, she says. 28% of all patents in this field originate in Europe. So almost one-third of the technology needed is created here. The problem, Saharova warns, is the misalignment between emissions and venture capital. 48% of VC investment in 2022 was into mobility technology, such as e-scooters. Mobility accounts for only 15% of emissions, while more polluting industries like manufacturing, food and agriculture, and the built environment are underfunded. 85% of emissions receive only 52% of funding, according to Saharova. This matters, she explains, because personal behavior change will reduce only 4.3% of emissions. Technologies already in the market will account for 49.8%, meaning technologies under development and in need of investment will need to fill in the rest. 46% of emissions will be reduced by technology that's yet to be developed, and this is the tech we desperately need, she says, and we need venture capital. Venture capital has had its fingers burned in this area before, she points out. Between 2008 and 2013, there was a lot of investment and a lot of failures. So right now, R&D accounts for 35% of investment, private equity 37%, and venture capital just 13% of climate tech funding. There is a huge opportunity for VCs, as the fast rise of late entrant private equity shows, The return on new investment in climate tech between 2015 and 2019 stands at almost 22%. But how do VCs pick the right investment areas when they often lack the skills? We need a crystal ball for the tech product sales, the tech market, the tech's influence on that market, its climate footprint, and interrelations with other solutions, in particular some serious climate science, she explains. 
That's a long list. World Fund has developed a benchmarking system called the Climate Performance Potential, or CPP, which is gradually filtering through academia. It's a blend of comparing the potential a startup has to avoid or reduce emissions, a willingness to ignore the startup's own predictions, and its ability to look at the Total Addressable Market, or TAM, which World Fund calls the Total Avoidable Emissions. This pairs the team's ability to execute with an almost competitive product in the climate-effective technology bucket to understand the order of magnitude that your multiple can achieve. This model is focused on the technology rather than the company, so it can be applied to large organizations as well, she explains. It allows us to measure the carbon market for a technology compared to others by 2040. We need more private capital and public capital, and this model makes it easier for them to predict success. Make sure to check out our other Wired podcasts. Today in Wired Business, Apple pulls popular movie piracy app Kimmy from the App Store. On Wired Science, metal prices are soaring. So is metal theft. And on Wired Security, Google's AI boss says scale only gets you so far. Listen to these stories and more at wired.com podcasts. Thanks for listening to Wired. Check back in tomorrow to hear more stories from Wired.com. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.